0: Hello, and welcome to A Path to Redemption, the podcast. My name is Daniel Arona, and just remember this simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. Once again, I hope that you've had a great week. I hope that you've had time to spend with the Lord in prayer and also in His Word. And again, I cannot stress enough how important it is that we are latching on to Christ, being led by His Holy Spirit um, at all times right now, because the world is just going to continue to get evil. The banking system is going to continue to be corrupt as we kind of push towards this beast system. There's so many things that are happening that are aligning up right now in order for the beast system to really come to fruition in the tribulation. I don't have any time frames, and I'm not a date setter, but I can tell you right now the technology that's mentioned in the book of Revelation, um, the technology that's mentioned in a lot of the prophets is open and available now. Um, We're seeing it happen left and right. Um, The chess pieces are being moved. Um, If you have not read about Iran's nuclear capabilities and the potential of of an Israeli uh, strike on the nuclear facilities please 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 google that um, you can see what will happen in Jeremiah 49 and how it was prophesied thousands of years ago so look there's a lot of things happening here there's a lot of things going on make sure that we're hanging holding on firm to the anchor of our soul which is Jesus Christ he is everything to us and just make sure that you're fostering that relationship as much as you possibly can so with that being said i know we said this week that we were going to go into the Melchizedekian lineage. But in, before we do that, we really need to wrap up Genesis 6 as we walk into the flood of Noah because there's still a lot of parallels between what was happening then and what was ha- what's happening now. So again, last time we talked about some of the, the things that were going on as it was in the days of Noah. Men were worshiping other gods. Men made their women drink a drink to render them barren, which would be the equivalent of an abortion today. They were robbery, robbing and plundering each other. Um, There's genetic manipulation from animals to humans as well. Um, The agenda would fall into that in terms of genetic manipulation along with a lot of the things going on with our food, a lot of things going on with animals. Um, and then the, the drinking of blood as well, um, which was going on. There's some cannibalism happening there too. So at, at the end of the day, why is this important? It's important because Christ said very plainly, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in, in, the, in the coming of the Son of Man. And eventually we're going to look at it as it was in the days of Sodom as well. But I want to wrap up here as it was in the days of Noah. But again, all of our scripture comes from the New King James Version of the Bible. If you would like a copy of a New King James Bible, feel free to drop me a note at pathtoredemptionohio at gmail.com. More than happy to get one into your hands. And then also my book's out, Grace Abounds. Uh, If you'd like a copy of that, just drop me a note as well. More than happy to get one into your hands as well. And then finally, do not take my word for it. Look, I, you know, I'm a minister. I, I do my research. I do the work here. But it's more important that you do the work yourself and that you pray about it and that you study and you find out what God has for you. That's going to help your relationship long term is going to put you in more solid footing, particularly if you learn the scripture and if you know the scripture. Because I cannot tell you how many people I know that think they know things and they really don't. And it doesn't line up with Scripture. And then they are pushed around with every form of doctrine that comes around. And you do not want to be that way. You want to be rooted and grounded firmly in the Bible and firmly in what Scripture says. Amen. So with that, our main Scripture today comes from Genesis chapter 6. And we're going to start at verse 9. And it says this, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their ways on the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark, and cover it inside and outside with pitch, and this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to a cubit from above, and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower second and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing flood waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh, in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you and to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Thus Noah did, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. So because of everything that we talked about last week, and again, I'm going to recap that again here. Men were worshiping other gods. Women were being made to drink a drink to render them barren. Again, the equivalent of an abortion today. They robbed and plundered each other. Again, you cannot look at the news right now and not see that happening all over the place. Genetic manipulation and corruption. We see that with food. We see it with animals. We see it animals are being grown or being genetically manipulated in order to, be, to have more meat so that we can consume them. The trans agenda falls into this as well because of the corruption of the seed of the woman. And then the drinking of the blood as well. We see, again, a lot of elite ritualistically drinking their blood, as I talked about last week. So all of these things were happening on a regular basis. And ultimately, God sees that the earth has just completely, completely corrupted itself. So because of all of that, God decides to send the flood. The time frame in Genesis 6-9 was about 22 years After God proclaimed 120 years until the destruction, it was then that Shem, Ham, and Japheth were born. Now, it's shortly shortly after this that God declares that mankind will not repent. In fact, it's about five years before the actual flood happens. And how do we know that? We know that from Jasher chapter 5 starting at verse 19, and it says, And Lamech, the father of Noah, died in those days. Yet verily he did not go with all his heart in the ways of his father, and he died in the 595th year of the life of Noah. In all the days of Lamech were seven hundred and seventy years, and he died. And all the sons of men who knew the Lord died in that year before the Lord brought evil upon them. For the Lord willed them to die so as to not behold the evil that God would bring upon their brothers and relatives, as he had so declared to do. In that time the Lord said to Noah and Methuselah, "'Stand forth and proclaim to the sons of men all the words that I spoke to you in those days.'" Peradventure, they may turn from their evil ways, and I will then repent of the evil and will not bring it. And Noah and Methuselah stood forth and said in the ears of the sons of men all that God had spoken concerning them. But the sons of men would not hearken, neither would they incline their ears to all their declarations. And it was after this that the Lord said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me on account of their evil deeds, and behold, I will destroy the earth. And do thou un, do thou take unto thee gopher wood and go to a certain place and make a large ark and place it in that spot, and thus shalt thou make it three hundred cubits its length, fifty cubits broad and thirty cubits high, and thou shalt make unto thee a door at, open at its side, and to a cubit thou shalt finish above and cover it within and without with pitch, and behold, I will bring the flood of waters upon the earth and shall and all flesh shall be destroyed. From under the heavens all that is upon earth shall perish. And thou and thy household shall go and gather two two couple of all living things, male and female, and shall bring them to the ark to raise up seed from them upon the earth. And gather unto thee all food that is eaten by all animals, that there may be food for thee and for them. And thou shalt choose for thy sons three maidens from the daughters of men, and they shall be wives to thy sons. And Noah rose up, and he made the ark in the place where God had commanded him, and Noah did as God had ordered him. In his 595th year, Noah commenced to make the ark, and he made the ark in five years as the Lord had commanded. Then Noah took the three daughters of Eliakim, the son of Methuselah, for wives for his sons, as the Lord had commanded Noah. And it was at that time Methuselah, the son of Enoch, died, 969 years old, at his death. So here we see that it was five years before Noah went into the flood or into the ark, then the flood was going to come, that ultimately God had just decided, you know what, they're not going to repent. But I want you to think about this God had declared 120 years. He gave man 115 years to repent. I still believe that if man had repented the day before the flood, God would have shown mercy, he would have shown grace, and then the flood would have never come. But regardless, because of the corruption of mankind, because of the things that mankind was doing, all the things that I've talked about, and then on top of that, we, we see then the parallels between what was happening then and what was happening now. I already went through a lot of the things that were happening at that time, and how they paralleled with what's going on now in terms of uh, in terms of the genetic manipulation the worshiping of other gods and, and all of those things but there's a couple more things here that i want to point out there was a generation of people that god did not want to want them to see the evil that would befall their brethren these were the faithful men of old that god spared through death it was only after they were gone that a small remnant or those were Remained that were still faithful to God, as it was only Methuselah and Noah. this is a picture of the rapture of the church. you see, we're not appointed to wrath, but those that are faithful without spot, wrinkle, or blemish will be considered worthy to escape luke twenty one thirty four through thirty six says this but take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. You see, we cannot be weighed down through the things of this life, through the cares of this life, but we have got to be watching and praying and looking for Christ coming and for the ultimate rapture of the church. Why? So that we can be accounted worthy to stand before the Son of Man and to escape all these things that are going to come to pass. And he's talking about the tribulation time in Luke 21. The other thing here is that God told the two that remained to preach repentance to the world. And this is a picture of the two witnesses that are spoken of in Revelation. Revelation 11, 2-13 says this, But leave out the court which is outside the temple. Do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the holy city underfoot for, 24, for 42 months. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before God of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner." These have the power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy, and they have power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. When they finish their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them, and their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt where also our Lord was crucified. Then those from the peoples, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them, make merry, and send gifts to one another, because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. Now, after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell on those who saw them. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they ascended to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies saw them. In the same hour there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. And the Earthquake 7,000 people were killed And the rest were afraid And God gave glory to, And all gave glory to the God of heaven You see, these two witnesses here Are a picture of what Noah and Methuselah Was doing right up until the very end Because even at the time of these two witnesses In Revelation, there's still time For people of the world to be able to repent But unfortunately, they're not going to And God is going to recognize that And unfortunately, then we all know What happens after that piece But if you want to do additional stuff the the two witnesses are also seen in Zechariah 5, um, which is really important because it actually talks about the, the rise of, of the Whore of Babylon. Um, but maybe if the lord's willing I'll, I'll do that teaching here as well i actually did it at the church i attend to a couple of weeks ago um and but it's a really important teaching as we go into the into the last days here but again per the book of jasher god determined 5 years before the flood to destroy mankind it was then that noah was told to ultimately build the ark in building the ark, though, he finds sanctuary for himself, for his family, and also for the animals of God's original creation. The earth was so corrupt before God. And, and there's so many things to talk about that. The iniquity that we've talked about at length. The corruption of the seed of men. Because remember, angels were marrying women and giving birth to giants. The giants, if you go back to the book of Jubilees, and, and even to the book of Enoch, would ultimately devour mankind and were actually eating some of the men and through a cannibalistic nature. Um, you know There's Some commentators that actually say that Noah's lineage was the only pure humans left and that every other bit of flesh other than Methuselah was corrupt, which is why they were chosen to be saved. Um, corruption of the seed of animals on the earth, the genetic manipulation, the mating of, of different animals with different animals. Remember, God wanted and wanted the animals to reproduce according to their kind, right? not to be crossbred with other animals. And how many times do we see that? I, I love my dog Wrigley, but he's a mutt. He's about as far away from the original dog that you can get. He's got at least, 12 different breeds in him right now but that's it doesn't change the fact that that's the the genetic manipulation of of animals and this is why god told noah to collect the animals the true animals not necessarily of those corrupted through the iniquity of man you know the ark here also represents the salvation from calamity protection in a time of judgment but there's some other things here it took five years of preparation to finish the ark I cannot stress this enough. The work you do in your relationship now is what will benefit you later, right? And I'm going to repeat that. The work you do in your relationship now is what will benefit you later. And why is that? It took five years of preparation to finish the arc. We can never think that we can just get through the trouble coming prior to the tribulation without doing the work now, without getting our relationship with Christ in line. That is why I stress that so much at the beginning of every single podcast that I do, because if we're not fostering our relationship with Christ, if we're not praying, if we're not reading our scripture, if we're not watching for him and we're not following the leading of his spirit, when the rubber meets the road and tribulation comes and trials come and this world gets a whole lot worse, you're not going to be able to walk it then without the work now. We have got to put in the work. Now, if you can't live it when there's a church on every street corner, you're not going to be able to live it when the trouble really starts, particularly here in America. But it's the salvation of Christ is what the ark represents. Noah had to go through the tribulation, just like there will be tribulation saints. They will have to walk through the The tribulation, but they will be made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they will not love their lives unto death. And I can't even stress that enough. That's how we are supposed to live right now. We are supposed to, to live our lives uh, according to, and be overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, which is the only way that any of us can live, is by that precious blood of Jesus Christ that has been applied to our doorposts and lentils um, so that death, the, the second death, can pass over us. Right? And then ultimately by the word of our testimony, that is the confession of Jesus Christ, because we confess unto salvation, right? That is what Paul says in the book of Romans. And then that way we can then live our, love our lives unto the death. We won't love our lives unto the death because whosoever will gain his life will lose it. And whosoever will lose their life will gain it. That is what Jesus Christ said. That is the price of following him. If we put our hands to the plow and we look back, then guess what? We're not even worthy to follow him. He's very explicit about it. We're supposed to lose everything that we are. And of taught this and preached this for years about the death of self and how we have got to put everything that we are aside to only look to him and to do the will that he has for us and the things that he has for us but yet there are so many christians out there in this lukewarm christianity where christ is on the outside knocking in terms of the church of laodicea and he's on the outside knocking begging to get in Right. But we have to open the door and let him in. We have to let him into our lives. But we can't just have him be our salvation. He has got to be our Lord. He has got to be the king. He has got to be everything to us so that we can throw our crowns at his feet when we finally get up there but if we don't do that we are not worthy to follow him and we are not worthy enough to enter into that ark during the time of calamity and i'm afraid for those i'm afraid for those for those christians that sit in the church pews week after week after week and are only sunday only christians they go they want to be uplifted by whatever's being being taught by the minister, but don't want to get down to brass tacks with the Lord and allow the Lord to touch their lives and allow the Lord to change them into His image, because at the end of the day they're not going to be counted worthy to be to escape the wrath that's coming. I'm sorry, but that's what the Scripture says. That we need to pray and watch that we might be accounted worthy to escape. The only way to do that is through a relationship. We cannot deny him because if we are ashamed of him now, he will be ashamed of us before his father. So I cannot stress this enough, and I know I'm hammering this home because it's so important right now in this particular time. We are at the end. Whatever God wants us to do, we have got to do it quickly. And we've got to do it in the time frame that he has given us. Amen. Because if we don't, we're not going to get the time to do it. That's how close I think this thing is wrapping up. Again, I don't set dates. I can only tell you what I'm seeing and how it compares to the scripture. There's a whole lot of scriptures that need to be fulfilled, but there's a whole lot of chess pieces being moved to make sure that those scriptures are fulfilled. So I'm anxiously looking for the return of Christ. And I'm in, not the return of Christ in terms of the second coming, but but for Him to come and rapture His church away and to take His church away to be with Him and into the marriage supper of the Lamb. So. With all of that being said, you know we have the same ark right now in Christ, and guess what It's pitched on the inside and on the out. Nothing can get in. We are sealed in Christ ephesians one thirteen through fourteen says this in him, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. To the praise of his glory. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You are sealed. You are sealed by that Holy Spirit. If we are there... If we have that type of relationship and are sealed by the Holy Spirit, then we will be able to walk through this, through our relationship, right? I had a conversation with someone at church, and and he was talking about the mark of the beast for those that were going to still be here. And he's like, you know, it's going to be obvious. He's like, you can't be tricked into it. And I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right, but it's no different than us. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in, in what his work did and, and what the work of the cross was, so we are sealed in By the Holy Spirit. And I told him, they're going to believe in the Antichrist. They're going to believe that the Antichrist is the salvation or is the Messiah. And they're going to take the mark, and it will seal them in that belief, right? But here's the thing, and and I've said this before, and I don't know if I've ever said it here, but that there's not going to be any atheists in the tribulation, right? Because everyone's going to be forced to worship the beast. And we'll talk about that later um, if I go back and do that Zechariah teaching. But, you know, just look at the news. Just look at what's heading going on right now between the Iran and Israel thing. If Iran gets a, gets a nuclear capabilities for a bomb, uh, Israel's going to have to act. Israel's going to have to do something because they've already said that they would do it militarily if they needed to. So at that point. You can see in Jeremiah 49 with the destruction of Elam, and then the proxies will attack Israel. Israel will be on a multi-front war. And then it's very easily that we could see the the destruction of Damascus and Ammon Jordan at the exact same time. So all of that could be fulfilled within 48 hours, as quick as that and probably as late as a week. Um, so all of Jeremiah 49 could be Pieces are being moved so fast that it's almost daily. At the very least, it's weekly in terms of seeing things move and in terms of of the what's happening from the global agenda. I've said this right now. That we are currently transitioning, if not we're already there, into the the iron and clay mix because of the BRICS system that is here, uh, Brazil, Russia, uh, India, China, South Africa, and the plus because a lot of the oil nations like Saudi Arabia, um, Iran have already applied for uh, membership into the BRICS system. At the end of the day, if all of that money goes in there, it's going to rival NATO um so you're going to see iron which was mainly out of the roman um the the roman uh, dynasties and in the roman empire Um, all of those nations are including America, Canada, um, all, all all of Europe, clearly, um, that represents the Roman empire. And then you also can look and see the bricks, which is, um, standing at opposite. And then guess what? Bricks were made out of clay. So it's not even, even ironic that they, that that's what they named it. So you see all of this happening in the earth. You see all these things, digital ID coming, you know, the concept of the 15-minute city which is which is growing in popularity across the world. Um you're starting to see all of these things, centralized banking, digital currencies. All of these things are happening. And if we're not now building our ark, you know, in order to find our salvation when the rubber meets the road with that relationship with Christ, we're not going to have anywhere to run into. And I mean that, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're not able to be led by the Spirit, if you're not able to to follow what He wants and to have a tight relationship with Him, then I'm sorry, we may not make it. Because there's going to come a day and time when being led by the Spirit is going to be life or death. And I think that we are very, very quickly approaching it. Um, I think that people think that God will rapture us out but at the end of the day, Lot was was there at Sodom the night before destruction came. And while I know there are some people that think there's a gap and that that the they think the the Antichrist is going to have to build up this system in this kingdom, I personally believe that we get raptured out the day before the tribulation. Um, that's what I truly believe, um, just because of the way that Scripture reads and the way that Scripture reads um, between Noah and in Lot. So. At the end of the day, the the answer to the, the test is to be prepared. Start building your ark now. Do the prep work now. That, I cannot stress that enough. Do the prep work now. Because that's what's going to be important in only your relationship, which is built on that foundation of Christ. Only things made of, of gold, silver, and precious jewels are going to stand. Things made with wood, hay, and stubble are the things that are going to be burned up and won't stand. So with that, I hope you got something out of this. I hope that you're listening to my warning. I I really do. I just can't stress it enough. Make sure your relationship is good with Christ and you're you're as tight with him as you possibly can. Make sure you find a church that's teaching biblical things and, frankly, is teaching some of this end time stuff as well because a lot of churches are hiding their head in the sand. It's important that we know what's going on. We should not be ignorant of what's happening, but rather we should be watching and looking and praying. Amen. And if you have any questions, just feel free to drop me a note at path to at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to help. But until next time, just remember the simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. God bless.